So uh, I wanted to start just by asking you to tell me about yourself as a teacher, how long you've been teaching, what subject you teach now, and um, anything else you want to say about yourself. Okay. Yeah. This is my 18th year of teaching. I'm currently second grade teacher. Um, I have taught second grade most of the years, although I did teach third grade for a few years, and I taught reading extension class for two years. So. Okay, great. Can you tell me a little bit about your school? Our school has about 350 students, I believe, right now. Mm -hmm. um, we are a K through five school. We do have a pre-K class, one pre-K class as well. Um, we are, we do have Title I services mm -hmm. um, for qualifying students. Um, we, I don't have, I don't know the percentage of like free and reduced lunch, um, mm -hmm. but we do have a good number of students who qualify for free and reduced lunch as well. Okay, great. What would you say about the community of Colonial Heights or the community that this uh, school serves? The city as a whole, it, var it varies tremendously mm -hmm. um, from, you know, as far as like socioeconomic status, um, from you know, families who are, are scraping to make ends meet, to say the least, and, mm -hmm. you know, to, um, homes that are well into the to mid hundred you know hundred four or five six hundred thousand dollar homes yeah. so you know it has quite a, a variation um, our school population um, is probably toward more toward the lower side of that for the most part mm -hmm. um, as everywhere you're gonna have some variation um, but the school district that we I would say that we probably are on the the mid to lower um, end of that spectrum um, we do have a number of families that are financially, you know, just living paycheck to paycheck, sort of, yeah, um, yeah. you know, if there is a paycheck. So. Right, right. Well, tell me about your project, because I know that that relates a little bit to sort of the community context of your school, but um, mm -hmm. what, what's the um, topic of your project and what, what, how did you sort of get started with it? Um, the topic of my project was reading um, and it started with a concern for a number of my students who started second grade reading well below grade level mm -hmm. um, and the need to um, and the the, the need the, knowing there's a need and wanting to try to help these students be the best that they can, can do the best they can do while they were in second grade um, so when we first started talking about projects and ideas that's the first thing that came to mind was you know how can I help these students be stronger readers and what is that going to what is that going to involve how how can I do that um, and the project has has changed a little bit it's actually I think almost come full circle back to kind of where um, I first started when we first started talking um, is we I've looked at um, the of course the students themselves I've looked at their history with reading through kindergarten and first grade I've also tried to involve parents trying to get that homeschool connection, mm -hmm. um, which was not particularly successful. Mm -hmm. um, I did have one parent who came in but was still a bit guarded and mm -hmm. sharing much that would really be kind of helpful. Um, you know, I have offer, I have sent home books and word cards and activities and things mm -hmm. to, for parents to do with their child and then to let me know, a way of letting me know when they're ready for something else. A um, couple of them did that for kind of like one cycle and then it 
you know, I never got things back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, when I've requested times for parents to come in and meet with me, either um, in a traditional parent-teacher conference or in an, you know, an additional sort of outside of that school conference time, um, most of them have set up something and either not come or at the last minute contacted the school and said that they weren't mm-hmm. going to be able to come. So, you know, talking with the parents, trying to find out a little bit more about their children, trying to find out things that might motivate their children at home or mm-hmm. interests that they have, um, you know, those are the type of things that I was trying to to find out and, you know, to see if they needed resources. You know, I've offered resources to many parents who have not taken advantage of it. Just, you know, do you need, if you need something for your child to read that's, you know, kind of at their level or if you need, you know, something that you know word cards just to work on basic sight words you know i can i can give you all those resources but mm-hmm. very few of them have um, followed up and have requested um, resources right. um, so that homeschool connection as much as it's it's a very critical piece mm-hmm. um, it's hard to make the connection when the the parents aren't willing to come in and talk to you um, yeah. <clears throat> so from that um, then it it kind of changed again, like I said, kind of back to where it initially started with, you know, just how do we help these readers? And, um, you know, all school, all year long, I have worked with all students who need it. Um, but there's kind of been a core group of students who've needed extra help all year long. And I've tried to read with them more often individually, Mm -hmm. um, not even in a small group, because even in a small group, if you have a student who is particularly weak, they tend to just sit there and not, participate in the small group activity so I've tried mm-hmm. to read with them individually mm-hmm. um, throughout the school year and I think it has helped um, and in the latter part of uh, starting in April um, I coordinated with another teacher here to have the fifth grade students come down and read with them um, which the students loved they really mm-hmm. enjoyed that um, they would sit out in the hall. I had, they get, had the option of coming in the room and sitting on a carpet square or sitting you know someplace or on the carpet or something or they could sit in the hall and they all chose to sat to sit in the hall Mm-hmm. So they sat out in the hall for about 15 minutes mm-hmm. um, in the mornings and read. Um, and when I interviewed my students asked, after the fact and I asked them, you know, what did they enjoy? Um, a lot of them made comments like, you know, they they read first and then I could read after them. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them said we read together. So they really, I think they really enjoyed it. And I think they really learned a lot. Um, and it was very good practice for them. Unfortunately, it was a fairly short time because mm-hmm. um, it wasn't too long after we kind of got into the groove and started that SOL started, and yeah. that changed our schedule some days. They started coming in the beginning even with SOLs, but as the SOLs, we got more and more you know, into um, their schedules changed, and they haven't been in a couple weeks. So <clears throat> you know, that's something that um, I will, of course, depending on my class that I have next year. You know, it all mm-hmm. kind of depends on what students I have and what their needs are. Um, But certainly something that I will consider or or if the need is there, I will certainly talk to um, fifth grade or fourth grade even and see if there might be an option to do something similar um, for students for, you know, upcoming years this this fall and and years later to see if we might can get something going on if the students are, you know, that far behind that they need that extra help. Of course, it would be beneficial to any student Mm -hmm. to have somebody read with them like that. but specifically thinking about students who are well below or behind in their reading levels. Right, right. And it seems like when I think about the connections between the parts of your project, it seemed like your first part was about trying to increase parental engagement with reading, but then you had actually had some data that you had collected from the students about 
their practice of reading at home. And right. There was a lot of inconsistency. Like exactly. In some cases they were, in some cases they weren't, but it wasn't every night like you, you would want. And so um, it seemed like the tutoring or the um, sort of the, the fifth graders coming in was an opportunity to kind of just give them other opportunities for just doing fun reading with, with somebody that um, could support them. Exactly. And consistency, yeah. I think, is very important yeah. that they get, you know, that they have some reading experience kind of one-on-one on a regular basis, not just hit and miss. Um, but you're right in that when I talked to the students earlier in the year and asked them about, you know, did you read last night? Did you, you know, who did you read with and how did you read? And if they did read, most of them read by themselves. Mm-hmm. But when you're a weak reader, um, it's, it's not very beneficial to read by yourself because you're not, you're not seeing good reading or you're not having somebody to help you correct words. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you kind of go through it as, you know, you looking at the words, you might know a few words in there, but you're not making the connection between the mm-hmm. book and what's really happening. Right. Um, so it's not detrimental, but it's not really a, um, a helpful piece if they're reading by themselves when they're, you know, a fairly weak reader um, or very weak reader that it's, it's not as helpful as having at least having somebody there to help them with words or to, you know, say, well, stop and go back and reread that again. I didn't, you know, you weren't yeah. reading it right or correctly or too fast or too, you know, whatever. So what's, what's some of the other um, data you used during this, during the course of your project from the beginning to the end to help um, uh, answer the questions that you had? Cause your questions changed, but you, but all along the way you were answering them with different pieces of data. What, what are some of the examples of that? Um, we give, we use the PALS testing. So we mm-hmm. give that three times a year. So that okay. gives me three beginning of year, mid year and end of the year. So that gives me three opportunities to see growth in students. It's not specifically tied to things that I'm doing is just, of course, just a general testing, but right. those things plus, you know, anything else that's going on um, that's helping the student, of course, you know, their instruction and all of that ties in mm-hmm. there, but the PALS testing. Um, we also use Accelerated Reader AR, mm-hmm. um, and so I can, what I did with the, um, when the fifth grader started coming, um, I made note of it so I could look at their comprehension percentage before the fifth mm-hmm. grader started coming, and then I did a report from the time they started until you know it, it ended, and I could look to see if their comprehension percentage had grown. Now, again, mm-hmm. there's a lot of factors that go into that, but that is one piece of data that I could use as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, just looking at when they read with me um, for graded um, reading passages and comprehension, mm-hmm. kind of how they've done there. Um, but the, the PALS testing and the AR testing um, mm-hmm. are two that you know, are, are kind of, um, in addition to what I have them reading and what I'm marking and what they're getting, you know, mm-hmm. they're reading with me. Um, but those two are, you know, actual like reports that I can pull as opposed to mm-hmm. kind of creating my own reports with the things that we do in class. You were also um, doing sort of informal survey interviews with them, like, how, you know, uh, what are you reading at home, or how often are you reading, or um, how did you like the, the, the uh, reading with the fifth grader? You were kind of getting mm-hmm. some qualitative data as well. Is that right? Right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't kept, I haven't kept really good notes on kind mm-hmm. of what they've told me as far as what they're reading at home from that initial time, mm-hmm. um, and then I haven't kept up with you know, on a regular basis, you know, mm-hmm. checking with them to see how, if they're reading at home and, mm-hmm. and those. So that, that data is not as, um, I guess, complete mm-hmm. as it probably should be. Yeah. Um, but yes, I have talked to them about, you know, reading at home and, and with the fifth graders, what they liked about it mm-hmm. you know, and Good. all that. So um, thinking back about when you started this project in the fall, um, what would you say now that you've 
um, gone through all these cycles and explored this topic from a lot of different perspectives, what would you say you've learned? What are some of the key points? Well, as far as my topic and what I've been working on, um, you know, I think the the homeschool connection is a big piece that um, I have, although I've, I've always known it's a big piece, I haven't um, always been trying to seek it. You know, if, if I talked to parents and it came up, we kind of explored that, but it mm-hmm. kind of hasn't been a, a focus of, I'd like you to come in so we can talk with that as the focus, as opposed to kind of a, uh, an add-on piece to some other conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in the future, it, it will definitely, again, depending on the students that I have and, the, you know, but usually yeah, there's at least a few students who were um, in extra need of, of reading assistance. Um, you know, making that happen earlier um, mm-hmm. will definitely be something that I'll, I'll do. Um, <clears throat> I've also, just the kind of checking with the students again you know again informally i might say like i remember one day just recently asked one of the students you know did you read last night she was going out to title one services and you know and i said did you read last night and she said no and i said well why not oh we had other things to do Mm -hmm. um you know so i don't check with them i don't have any sort of um, accountability on their part or the parents part Mm -hmm. um some like some teachers send home a checklist or a Mm -hmm. um a reading log or something like that um so and you know and like most things, you know, that you send home, you, there's no way to really verify that, yes, they really did read. Mm-hmm. Um, but having some way, either just an informal check um, where I actually record or, <coughs> excuse me, um, some sort of reading log, something that would give me some data from home on a regular basis mm-hmm. um, is also something to, um, I think, to really consider doing. And mm-hmm. um, because it, it will be helpful to to look to see, you know, who's getting help at home, who's not, um, mm-hmm. you know, hoping that the data you're getting from home is accurate. Yeah. So I think that's another piece to definitely um, consider. And of course, you know, using the resources we have here at school, mm-hmm. um, the fifth graders, um, and going forward, if I have a similar group, which like I said, usually you have a, at least a few mm-hmm. that need extra help. Um, we don't, Lakeview doesn't have a really strong volunteer, like come in during the day and read and all that. Um, but if I, when I get my new class in the fall, if it appears that, you know, I've got some struggling students like that, I'm going to see if we can kind of find, maybe there are some parents out there who would be willing to come in and, and read with students for, you know, maybe mm-hmm. a couple of days a week for a short amount of time. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, consistency from the whole year, um, as opposed to the shorter time that they had with the fifth graders once that came up, which was middle of April, I think when it, um, it was around April 16th when we started that. Right. So, you know, I think that consistency, in addition to what I can read with, you know, I'd love to sit down and read with all of my students, mm-hmm. you know, several times a week individually. But unfortunately, the time just isn't there for me to, yeah. to do that. But if I could do it, you know, once or twice and then have, you know, somebody else, a volunteer a parent or another student from a higher grade come and do it maybe, you know, once or twice a week, you know, I, I think that would be beneficial over the whole year as opposed to, you know, the short time that this group had it. So a lot of those things that, although they're, they're not, there's nothing new, there's nothing, um, you know, that I've not heard of or I've not thought of in the past, um, but it's after kind of seeing it go through this, you know, I think there are things that it, I'll be more proactive with them as opposed to kind of reactive later mm-hmm. in the year. 
yeah. with some of those things. Yeah, it could be really exciting if you if you kind of expanded on that, mm -hmm. your successful project at the end of the year, it sounds like really mm -hmm. promising. Yeah. Yeah, very exciting. Cool. Um, so it sounds like this is gonna maybe have some influence on some of the uh, ways you approach reading instruction next year yes. and the way that you know, you're developing a tutoring program. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you think others can learn from this? Like, um, what would you, what would be some of the things that you would, um, you know, share with your colleagues or with your principal or with some of the school leaders around here about about the challenges of teaching reading in, in schools like this? Well, I think to me, um, yeah, and a lot of these students that are we've I've been kind of identifying with this group um, you know, receive Title One services, they receive PAL services. Mm -hmm. So it's not as if they're not receiving any in addition, you know, any extra sort of services. But I I think the to me the sitting down and actually reading is such a critical piece. You know, they don't really get when they work with in the PALS group or they work in the Title One group. They're working with. Um, letter sounds, they're working with blends, they're working with trying to pull those words together, but once those words, they they need the practice of just simply sitting down and reading, and that's such mm -hmm. an important thing. Um, and, you know, I think if we had a citywide, you know, maybe a citywide group of volunteers or a citywide, um, even community, um, doesn't have to be parents, it could mm -hmm. be people from the community. If we had a real strong program where, you know, I knew I had a volunteer if not the same volunteer to come in twice a week to read with my kids for you know this half an hour block or whatever um, you know that would be a, a really I think would really have be a program that would have a huge impact on mm -hmm. our students reading because they're getting that reading that many of them just are not getting at home yeah and they, and, it seemed like from some of the data that you were getting is also <coughs> like they were they're really Excuse engaged me. in it yes like they enjoyed it they liked they liked their um, the student they were working with and it was uh, it, it, it kind of gave it a different field in the class, but they were still getting exposed to, to books. Exactly. And yeah. I think for some of the kids, you know, once they got to know the other, the fifth graders, they were much mm -hmm. more comfortable, of course. So, you know, as most people, once we get to know somebody, we're much more comfortable mm -hmm. reading. So, you know, there is some, um, some positive in having the same mm -hmm. person come every time. But of course, in the real world, that's not always possible yeah. because the same person isn't always available, mm -hmm. you know, twice a week for a half an hour during a school day to come and read or whatever. So, um, you know, but so even having a group, but I, I think, you know, trying to set up a, a volunteer program, like I said, of, um, you know, parents, community members, mm -hmm. um, you know, and there's some businesses who let employees off for um, community sort of events, for volunteer sort of events, mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, I think if, if something like that was set up in the schools where, you know, we knew we had that extra just sitting and reading, you know, not trying to work on vocabulary, not trying to work on sounds and blends and, you know, mm -hmm. all those things that, you know, just one-on-one -on -one reading with the child, listening to them, letting that child listen to the adult read. Um, I think that would be a very powerful program. Yeah. Um, and so, if, you know, if I, again, if I brought something to, that's probably what I would bring would be that suggestion. Great. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. It's been exciting working with you this year. And I've enjoyed it as yeah. well. All right.